um, and what it teaches us about our lives uh, as Christians, because that's the point of this story. Um, it's to help us think more about how to know God. So the city of Jerusalem was in ruins. Now, probably none of us here have been in this situation that the Jews were in the time. At the time, we don't have a city in ruins. Uh, and, but there are many people in the world who do. Um, there are many people in the world who do experience this very situation. If we think about places like Syria uh, or other places in the world where people's cities have been destroyed. But for most of us here in Diamond Creek, though, the walls are standing in our homes. Um, most of us, I hope, unless we've had some uh, DIY disaster. Um, but all of us still do experience this problem that Nehemiah and his people do experience, which was turning around and seeing the things in our life or the world around us or the things that are important to us in our community uh, being in ruins. You know, so in Nehemiah's time, it was the people, it was the city of Jerusalem uh, that was ruined. And you know, we need to hear this, what this meant for them. This wasn't just any city. Uh, the city of Jerusalem was the symbol of God's presence on earth among people. So for it to be destroyed and to lay in ruins said to a lot of the Jewish people that God has abandoned them uh, and that there is no faith that they can have anymore in his promises to them. And so it was a massive devastation. It shook the foundation of their faith in God. And so rebuilding the wall, Nehemiah's project, wasn't just about security. It wasn't just about the city having defence. It was actually about a renewal and rebuilding of the faith and hope of God's people. Um, and that, and that, that was Nehemiah's situation. And we can see then that this is the situation that often we're in as well. Um, seeing our lives, or seeing the community around us, or seeing the other places in the world that are in ruins in a way that shakes our faith or our hope in what God is doing. So if we think about ourselves, you know, our family may be shaken and may be in ruins um, by conflict or tragedy. Uh, our, our, we may lose our job, our career, our business might fall apart. Our home, we might lose that. Our very bodies might seem to be ruined by illness and, and injury that have broken down um, our hope about what we can do in life. Uh, churches can become ruins, decline, conflict, breaking them apart. And if we look around our nation, there are lots of places that seem to be ruined economically, through corruption or despair, or through a lack of hope. And so Nehemiah is a story about this situation. It's about Nehemiah and the people of God rebuilding and starting again in, in this situation of ruin. Um, it's about spiritual renewal. And it's, it's important because when you read a sto the story of Nehemiah, it can sound like the story of a successful project manager, you know, someone who happened to be really good at organising people into doing rebuilding. But Nehemiah is not a story about that. It's actually a story about the renewal of, of the people of Jerusalem's spiritual vision, a renewal of their spiritual lives um, to rebuild. It's actually a story about the transformation of this community from despair uh, to a new life with God. Uh, because we, as we read in Nehemiah, when we look at the story, the people of God were in exile in Nehemiah's time uh, because of their sin and their failure. That's why their city was in ruins, because they hadn't lived the way that they should. And so it was a spiritual problem, not just a problem about the masonry. It was a spiritual problem and it needed a spiritual solution to return to God and his grace, to repent, to start again with him. And Nehemiah showed us that God offered that, the people that opportunity and Nehemiah was the, the person who took it up. And this opened up the possibility for them to rebuild their city. 
Um, but in that, in that journey, Nehemiah actually faced obstacles. He faced obstacles inside the community of Jerusalem and outside. Next week we'll think of some of the opposition that they had to rebuilding. But initially, the biggest obstacles he faced were the people themselves. And the, the first problem that Nehemiah had was that the people didn't have a vision for what the future of Jerusalem could be. They'd gotten so used to living in ruins. Um, and that's the way the world is. Things are never going to change. And so Nehemiah's role in this was to come and say, God has given me a vision. There is a plan to rebuild this city and to start again and to bring together all the different piece, people, uh, groups of people in Jerusalem to do this, um, putting aside their differences, putting aside um, all the things that had divided them and discouraged them. You know, as you rebuilt the gate, you might have experienced some of the difficulties of teamwork. How do we know what we're supposed to be doing? How do we work together? Who's going to do what job? Uh, what's this going to look like? Um, maybe It seems like there were some really harmonious teams here, so that's great. Um, but it is hard. Um, how do we know what to do? And um, That's the problem of vision. Um, what are we, where are we actually going? And that's what Nehemiah, the problem that Nehemiah faced. Uh, but the people also faced a, d- a deeper problem, which was their own weakness and their own sin. So if we look further on in the story in Nehemiah chapter 5, Particularly we see that one of the roots of the problem of the city and why it was still in ruins was that the leaders of the city uh, were corrupt and they were not leading the people as they should. They were taking from them. They were taxing them, putting them in debt and not actually living the way that God um, asked them to. So how could they rebuild this city when they weren't living the way he wanted them to? So Nehemiah's other job was to confront this and he confronted the nobles and the governors of Jerusalem with the fact that they were greedy and they hadn't led the people. Um, And so Nehemiah, he consciously and intentionally for his entire career lived with generosity towards people to show them how God wanted people to live and so that they could believe again and know what he wanted them to do. He didn't take anything for himself. Uh, So in their rebuilding projects, the problem that the Jews faced, firstly, yeah, was a lack of vision, not knowing or believing in God's future for them, and also the barrier of their own sin and weakness and their inability to change. And so I think if we think about our own lives and our own areas where we are in ruins, that is actually, those are the barriers that we face internally um, and in our communities. Um, how can things ever be different? My life is, is fallen apart or our community's fallen apart. How can this ever change? It's so discouraging. Um, it's been this way for so long. And, and also our weakness. How can I do anything about it? I don't have the ability I'm not, or the integrity or the strength to change. And so this is where Nehemiah speaks to us. This is why it's more than just an old story about guy building a wall. Uh, it's actually a story that points, points us as Christians forward to look at the gospel and the good news of Jesus because Jesus address this problem once and for all. And because we can see in the New Testament that one of the things Jesus brought, which is at the heart of the Gospel, is the final answer that God has to the problem of a ruined world, which is a problem that all of us face. Our world has been ruined because of sin. Our lives have been ruined. And we don't know how to get how to change. And so, but Jesus shows us in that we're not hopeless. This is not the way things always have to be. God actually has a plan to rebuild the whole world. So he's got a... Let's move to my next slide because I'm thinking about... He's, he's got a plan and he wants to rebuild the whole world and our lives from the ruins that we've made of them. And Jesus himself showed us that happening in his own death and his resurrection. He went through and showed us that God is actually bringing new life. He is changing the world. He is rebuilding things. Uh, and Jesus showed us the path that we take to follow him 
through death to sin, repentance and renewal to a transformed life with God. And God has brought us all the supplies that we need, as Nehemiah did, brought to his people. God has brought his Holy Spirit to us, which is the power and the things that we need to make this change and to grow with him. So rebuilding is now part of our life as Christians. It's, what, it's the gospel. God has given us this opportunity in Jesus. Uh, and that's what we're doing here in the church. Um, God is actually building a group of people who can uh, be part of his rebuilding plan in the world. And all of us have our own little job, you know, I only did a few small things. I cut up a few bits of paper to rebuild our gate and you probably all did small things. But the gates have been rebuilt and they are being rebuilt. And God's given us all our own jobs uh, to do that. Um, In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, the Apostle Paul says, God has given us all his spirit with the gifts that we need to do the job that God wants us to do, uh, to rebuild um, as the body of Christ. So teamwork is part of God's plan for us. Uh, not our own sense of being great members of a team, but the Spirit of God bringing us together and generosity, working together, giving of ourselves from what God has given to us. So as we face ruins in our lives, as you face ruin in our community, in in our nation, in our world, this is the hope uh, that God is actually rebuilding through us, through the work that Jesus has done. Uh, So let's remember how Nehemiah responded because that's the story of God's people. I'm just going to pray and bring those ideas together before we pray further. Lord, we thank you for this vision that Nehemiah had of a rebuilt city, of you living again with your people in a visible way. And we thank you that we have the greater and wider vision from Jesus of a rebuilt world, uh, starting in our hearts and in our families, in our church and our community. We pray that you would make us part of this uh, work that you're doing to rebuild the world that you've made. Um, and we thank you for the hope and faith and uh, the spirit that you brought us through Jesus Christ. Amen.